Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I blast you on the radio with new music from TLC, Hate on You in the Magazines with Nonsense from Caitlyn Jenner, and diss you on the internet, United Airlines, because your mama should have taught you better than that. I'm a survivor. Hey. Hi. What's up? I don't know. I can't tell if I'm sick or if I have allergies. Uh-oh. I feel that like... That curse is still... That curse is still... I know still, that lingering uh, curse. Car- lingering on. Carrying carrying on. Powerful. Ooh. Powerful curse. Well, here's the thing. I've never had allergies in my whole life, so I'm not sure if that's what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. You have allergies, right? Mm-hmm. Cats. Oh, right. cats. 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 I mean... Right. I would like walk. I would be like, you know, Patricia Arquette in Medium. Like every, like any time I'd like walk into a house where there is a cat, <laughs> didn't have to even be like at the threshold. I wouldn't meet the cat at the door, but as soon as I like pass the threshold and I inhaled a little bit, you'd be like Abby the Tabby. Mean, Abby the yeah. Tabby's here. There's yeah, a calico on the premises. Like, it's like a long-haired shagged, you know, Tabby. Mm-hmm. Maine Coon, I can tell. Get me out of here. Like, you know, I, I could tell immediately. So I got a few allergies. But is it just is it just like a stuffy nose situation or? It's a little bit of a stuffy nose, not mm-hmm. very stuffy. It's like a light congestion and it comes and goes. It's over. It's been over the like the past several days, pretty much since since the weather started getting nice and like the onset of spring, since the time change. kind of. But the, see that those are sorry that those are kind of the symptoms that I had. I had a sore throat too, and I wasn't sure if it was just kind of dry air, you yeah. know. And again, I was like, hmm, maybe it's like my my allergies are kind of like popping off. You know, we're going into spring times, right? Super bloom is in progress. <laughs> wasn't it? But it wasn't because it's soon after, like a couple of days, it, it it kind of dissipated. But and it kind of it would come and go. Like it seemed like I yeah. would get like a stuffy nose at night. Right. Okay. The stuffy nose spirit took over and I, I couldn't like I couldn't breathe out of my nostrils. I think it's 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 going around. Okay. All it's right. going so maybe around. that's what it is because that's exactly but can what I, it can is. I, let me let me just show you something. Oh, Hold on. Okay. So I had the stuffiness and you know I was I was using like like a decongestant, but this is what I used. What is that? It's, it's not in an English. An, it, it's a Russian it's, ointment. It's one of these oils. They got me. <laughs> they got it, but it works. It's like this like it's this oil that my friend gave me and it's got like peppermint in it. And I swear I like dabbed it on my nose. Three minutes later, poof, congestion's gone. So I say you run on down to the Whole Foods and get yourself some peppermints. I don't want to put a peppermint oil. I don't want to grow a candy cane under my nose. I don't want to pull a peppermint patty out of my life. Just throw some vapor rub on it. That always solves everything. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I need. Put some vapor rub on your chest. Put a heavy blanket over that. (laughs) <laughs> and that'll clear everything up. Oh man, that that's how, burn that's how it works. that burn down your throat from the vapor up <laughs> and a neti pot and a heavy blanket. Ooh, that neti pot, I was always concerned about using that thing. Yeah. Because remember when the news came out that there was, you know, there was a bacteria in a neti pot and it killed them and, you know, one one minute you're trying to like clear out your passages and the next thing you have like a a, a, a brain eating microbe that just kind of takes you out. Yeah, I'm not trying to get amoebas or no. anything. I don't want something mm-hmm. like that. I don't want a parasite no. on the brain. Mm-hmm. Do you remember no, that episode no weird algae. of My Strange Addiction we saw 
where that woman was like, I save all of my urine and I keep it in teapots. And she invited her friend over for tea to tell her about it. (laughs) Right. And then she did a slow dunkaroo of her tea bag and then set the cup off to the side. (laughs) She slowed it down. She did not try any of that chai. She was like, "Mm -hmm." she was like, oh, is that what you do? Is that what you do? Yeah, because that was her like big confession. Right. Like, you, you brought me here to confess over tea that you save your pee in little pots. Right. But did she drink it, too? Mm. What did she do? Did she I just save it? I can't remember. All I can remember was her reaction, her steely, controlled, trying not to freak out reaction. Yeah, that was almost as bad as the the young lady that ate couch, couch cushions. Uh, is that show still on? It is. I got addicted to it again over, like, Christmas. I think there are new episodes of My Strange Addiction and Intervention. Okay. You know what gets me all the time is 600-pound life. Don't let a 600-pound life marathon be on because I'm there. I'm ready. I'm looking at it. (laughs) Because you really go on a journey. You go on a full journey with those people. There was one with, like, these two twins, Mm -hmm. and they both were overweight. And they were very codependent on each other. And sure. I just didn't know if they were going to make it. One of them didn't actually, one of them had like, uh, during their bypass surgery, they got really, really sick. And it was like this whole thing. And, you know, like they were really intertwined, the twins. And the other one wasn't making it because that, uh, the other one, it was, it was dramatic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my show of choice. Is that, a, that's a TLC show too, right? I yeah. I've never heard of it. I've never heard. I don't think my I six want to see it. You have not heard of my six hundred pound life. Yeah, never, never. You should check one out for real. Like the actually, you know, the one that got me was actually like their pilot, their first episode. Because I mean, these people totally transform their bodies, and it, it it's really dramatic. I mean, these people go through a lot. Oh, is um, it like a weight to loss lose, journey to lose the weight? It's yeah. It's like it's like a you know you like it's like a year. It like basically documents for the most part like twelve months to like eight twelve to eighteen months of a person's okay. sort of weight loss journey. All right, it's a whole it's like a whole year, and it's probably I think the I think the episode's about like an hour. Sometimes they're ninety minutes. You can watch okay. them on demand. All right, yeah, yeah. I was worried it was like an hour of tragedy, like you're stuck in their obesity with them for an hour, and that they don't do anything to get better. Because I don't know if I can watch it. Sort of like how you know when you watch Hoarders and then the endings are never happy enough. It's like they clean out the house, but there's still stains of dead cats all over the floor. Like they need mm-hmm. also a, a new home. And then they yeah. go back to hoarding. I don't want to watch so it usually my 600-pound It's like a, a happy happy resolve. They usually are successful. It's not like it's like an extreme makeover weight loss. Because you know how they, they give them kind of like the veneers and then they give them an extension. No, that's that's not happening. Right. But at the end, they do. They usually do lose their weight. And they, you know, Have you seen Mama June? Mama June? That's exactly, basically, that was what her new show was about. Her her, her journey. Right. Think about it. Except Cat's out of the bag now. I've seen her on Wendy, and I don't need to watch the show. Right. Like, who's going to watch? I don't know. Yeah, good for, good for Mama June. But does this mean that, like, we still have to deal with Honey Boo Boo and her now? That she's... You know, this can kind of continues there. I don't know. I think Honey Boo Boo is done. Yeah. I think she's done. She's in school. She was very adamant about that. She's like, school is the priority. That's why she didn't come with me to the show today. Um, yeah, I think they're done. I hope that's Good for done. Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. Good for Honey Boo Boo. Good for uh, Mama June. 
too bad for cousin Larry. Who was the uh, the husband? Oh, oh, uh, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Yeah, Sugar Bear. Whatever his name was. There's some there drama with Sugar Bear too. I was reading yeah, there is something. some be- swirly, sugary drama going on with him. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm surprised Wendy didn't seize on it on the show. Um, but well, we- she knows better because after this whole okay, well. I think that Wendy knows better, but we can continue with that after this. Wendy okay. should know better, but it didn't stop her for, oh, gosh, Wendy is so problematic. But Mama June let something slip about how, when they were married, that Sugar Bear was cheating on her with girls and guys. She said it <gasps> real quick right? on the show, and nobody caught it. I'm telling y'all, y'all think it's been crazy getting to know the real side of Sugar Bear. Yeah. That it wasn't shown here on Honey Boo and y'all got to see a little bit on Marriage Weekend. This season, through my show, I wanted to show the real side that we that we have hid for so many years. So this week's episode is the reunion. As, as Jennifer is his mistress from when he was married to you. He was never married to me. He was never married to you. But it when was, you guys... It was, one, it was one of the many men and women, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got um, a clip of uh, what's going to be happening on the reunion. Take a look Ooh. at that and then... Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But hey, yeah, we'll see. I'm not tuning in, so I guess I'll just look for the TMZ headline. So was that like the, was that kind of like the catch? Like, tune in to see who Sugar Bear's been stepping out I on guess, Mama June with? I guess. On this know, show, like during her weight loss journey? Right. Oh, it's too, it's, it's, it's too problematic for me. I can't even go. I, just, just give me the before and after. Yeah, exactly. I'll just, I'll just All I want it. is a side-by-side before and after. I can't. Yeah, I can't. No, I can't. Okay, so before we get too far into this, I just want to do a little like a little bit of housekeeping right off okay. the top. And I want to remind people that we still were about two weeks out from picking a winner in our This Dummy Ratings and Reviews contest. So for anyone who hasn't left us one, there's still time. They still should. Send us your reviews. Send us your stars. Do it on iTunes. Um we appreciate the support. A lot of people have already left us some already, which has been good. For anyone who hasn't, leave your review, uh, screenshot it, and send it to us at thisdummy at outlook.com, and you could be selected to win a, you know, some official This Dummy swag, which is, at this point, what is it? We've got t-shirts. Um, Coffee mug. This Dummy mug. Games. And thank you to those who have already uh, submitted. Uh, we've seen some really fun stuff. And also, people don't hesitate to go ahead and leave us a rating, even if you don't want to participate in the sweepstakes. You can yeah. go ahead and go right on over to iTunes yourself and just put in a nice five-star review. But they don't have to be like overthought or like it's not we're, we're not necessarily looking for like the funniest or the wittiest, but you know. Yeah, you know. Take a shot at it. <laughs> That's okay. It don't That's don't okay. stress us. Don't lose any sleep over it. Right, you, right. If all you can manage is to click them stars, just go ahead and click them stars. Just that's click those cool stars. Too. Click the clack. But definitely thank you for anyone that's already participated because, you know, we have noticed and we appreciate it. Uh, of course, you can always hit us up on social media anytime. If you if you don't want to leave a review but you want to engage, we're on Facebook. And Deep Thoughts by This Dummy. We're on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. And also, I want to shout out one of our listeners, Jay Gotti, who is out there doing his music. He's got hey, a new Jay sing- Gotti. Yeah, G-O-D-I, Jay Gotti. He's got a single on iTunes right now. It's called Forever. Uh, and if you want, you should go check it out. We support anyone out there hustling for their own, and especially our listeners. So go and, and check them out. That's Jay Gotti. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, Mama June is not the only uh, girl becoming a woman. What does that mean? Hannah Horvath. 
has had her child on the final final episode of Girls. Did you see it? Did you watch? I did. I did. I did. And? I really don't know what to make of it. Okay. Well, I guess the the thing is is that i felt like the last episode before this final episode really felt like the last episode of girls right. this one was just kind of like a tack on kind of i think a lot of people have been saying this, this is kind of like the epilogue of of the series yeah like a sad sad epilogue it just right. it felt like you know, the the definition of anticlimax and i don't know what else i was expecting from the series but I don't know. I was as bemused and disinterested as I've ever been about any girl's episode. Well, I guess they're kind of consistent because they always manage to kind of spring something on you that you're like not expecting really. You know what I mean? Like they kind of go, you know, when you're expecting them to kind of go right. And this definitely went left. Can I just say to even really start off talking about this final episode? Uh It's very funny to me that the, the 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 first and only and last principal black featured character on the show <laughs> uh, was Hannah's yes. baby Grover. And I don't know mm-hmm. how Alina Dunham and Riz Ahmed make a little Gary Coleman baby. I don't know. That was don't a know, chocolate, happened. chocolate baby. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how Hannah's vanilla and the surf instructor's caramel cream mm-hmm. swirled to make you know, uh, a cocoa baby. I don't know how it happened, but it did. What of what of the unsolved mysteries? Maybe that was Good the night. last like fuck you from Lena Dunham because yeah, there was there so was... much criticism and backlash over race and racism in the show in the first couple se- well, seasons. I kind of gave a hard side eye to this season because it seemed like they made every, they pulled out every stop and whistle to like make sure every like ancillar, ancillary character was black. Did you notice that? It was like the girl in the pawn shop. And then oh, right. the girl that Elijah Wood kind of like hooks up with uh, during the musical audition. Elijah Wood. <laughs> there were just a few like little like splatterings of, of, of people of color. I mean, they all, I guess they always kind of did that. Everyone was, people of color were kind of like on the outskirts. Well, they didn't always do that. Of- they did not. They course corrected pretty <laughs> Heavily, I think, in the second season when they brought on, like, Donald Glover and all, like, black people at the party and black people in the street. There were always black people in the, uh, like, in the city. They just weren't in the front. Mm-hmm. They just weren't in, like, in the zone. They weren't a part of the, the they were in the friend zone. Right. I think well, ultimately I'd forgiven girls for that. I just, like, that is not the place I'm going to go for my my ethnic and cultural diversity. This sure, is a very sure, specific sure. thing that we're getting from girls. But, ugh. You know, I, I I think I probably complained, I've done more complaining about girls than I've done about any series I think I've ever watched. And at the same time, I think I've seen every single episode. Exactly. We definitely complain watched that entire... The whole, all six, six seasons. Six series, six season arc, didn't we? Yeah. I don't think it's a show I needed. I usually didn't want it. And I only sometimes felt like I understood it, but definitely saw all of it. But you know what? I had like a very like come to Jesus moment in that like ninth episode where Shoshana really breaks out from the pack. And really that, that you know, during her engagement party was just like, you guys are really whack. I want sensible friends that have nice clothes and that are normal 
and we should just call us quits, guys. See you later. Yeah. This is this is this is it. It's like what? that. That was you know that was what I think we had all been feeling for so long, and for it to be actually like articulated in like in one of like the characters. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it was really good. Um, and I feel like they had that moment a couple seasons ago when they were all in like a cabin or something like that, having a similar fight when and Shoshana had to come to <laughs> be the voice of reason for everybody and be like, "Why is everybody so awful? I'm literally tired of each and every one of you." Was I Team Shoshana this whole time? The whole no, time. the, the I first think season. I was. Were you really? No, the first season she was just a little bit too cartoony and crazy animated. I'm like, this is not a, this is not reality. Right. I can't. When she, I can't. When she had ac- accidentally done crack, I think that was before they decided they were going to make her a genius. Right. At some point, it became clear that she was a wackadoo character, but also the brains of the operation. Right. They kind of toned her down as things went on, or maybe she just kind of came to you know yeah. self realization. She's kind of hmm. the Phoebe of that group. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, it's over. There'll definitely be a movie, I think. Do you think there will be a movie? Maybe in like five years or yeah, so. Yeah, I think she's definitely pushing hard for it. She was doing an interview, I think, with maybe The Hollywood Reporter or something like that, which mm-hmm. was like, if HBO paid for two movies for Sex in the City, then they can do one for us. And then her producing partner was like, I think the studio paid for that, not HBO. And she was like, oh, that might be might be more difficult. Yeah, they're definitely angling for, for, for a movie at, yeah, at some point in time. Yeah. We'll be we'll be there. Complain watching it. I think overall, I'm happy that the show existed because uh, in its own sort of annoying way. I think it was actually groundbreaking. I can't. How so? Well, because I can't really think of another show that really captured like the millennial navel gaze quite like this one, with all the like yeah. self obsession and arrested development mm-hmm. and it like really, the selfishness. Yeah, and it really kind of it changed the direction for HBO, which like really skewed kind of older and more affluent with like sex in the city and Sopranos. and all. It really aged them down and opened up this whole new kind of genre. And it definitely, as much as I hate to say it as a matter of sequence, I think it had to happen this way without girls. We would not have insecure, which is true light. True. So thanks Lena. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. And can you imagine, I mean, because we were going to get a show like this anyway, some kind of like millennial bullshit show uh, Mm -hmm. that wasn't really about anything. But can you imagine if someone more the like intellectual caliber of a Kardashian came along and put some shit out? I'm kind of glad that Lena got there first. I guess guess we all collectively dodged a bullet. (laughs) Yeah, well, we do still have 10 plus seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians. But you know, you say that and guess what happened last week? It was announced that Kylie Jenner is getting her own spin-off show on the Oh Network. my goodness. Oh, Kylie's so... sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> sponsored by Pepsi. So maybe we will actually get that show after mm, all. My stomach hurts. Well, you put it out in the universe and you you shall receive. Yeah. Well, and can easy? I also just can I say something for the record? I don't know if people even care or watch or like track Kylie's Instagram or photos, but I find that there is a bit of a single white female situation between that girl Ariel Winter from uh, Modern Family and Kylie Jenner. I feel like Ariel is trying to become her or trying to be her stealer identity. Have you noticed that? If you check out, I don't know. Why did I look at all the paparazzi photos or from from Coachella? Yeah, Everyone's all in the, you know, their desert attire. 
But Ariel, she has like a, a, a pink lace front wig on, shorty, shorty, poom, poom shorts, and like a, a, a cut up t-shirt, which is very reminiscent of like the stunts that Kylie pulls on the daily on Instagram. I don't know. Just, just, just an observation. That's all. Um, I have casual concerns for Ariel Winter's mental health. Well, it does seem like, well, didn't she get emancipated? She did. She got emancipated. Okay. She got a breast reduction. She plays a child on that show, Modern Family. Right. And yet Emancipation time- of Mimi. Right. And then, like, you know, she's then she sort of becomes, like, good girl gone bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, like, all these album <laughs> names have just come, like, I've rattled mm-hmm. off all these albums. Then it was The Return of Saturn. <laughs> That's right. Education. All of that. Pretty much. Yeah. All of that. So, yeah, I don't know. So, you think there's something going on upstairs? There's something. There are screws loose. Some of the, like, cuckoo birds are flying around behind the eyes. I don't know what's going on with her. But I don't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but she plays, and she doesn't she play such, like, a nerdy sort of, like, bookish character on that show right she's really going the 180 right i guess so she's really trying to distance herself from that character i think what she doesn't understand is that nobody's thinking of her outside of modern family right keep that keep yeah keep it wholesome get those checks yeah well whatever Hmm. oh well anyway she's annoying and that little kid that plays manny is annoying he's too old get him off the show all the kids on that show are annoying. yeah he's like 20 now isn't he he's 25 she's 36 that little girl that plays lily the little asian girl she's annoying too Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. those child actors there but they're staying they're staying they've got a contract I guess so. They're, they're all at the age now where it's like their precocious shtick is worn off and it's just annoying. They're going to have to introduce like a little Raven Simone like they did on the Cosby show eventually. <laughs> Actually, it's just probably going to be Raven Simone. It's, yeah, they're just going to introduce Raven Simone. She has Simone. an ABC deal. Yeah, she's back on Blackish already. She was on, I think, well, the last episode. She's going to be back on Disney too because they picked up that Raven. Full uh, time. I can't believe she left the view with that to chance. That that was a lockdown. She was dismissed but, from The View? Well, she was dismissed from The View. I guess that was in the pipeline. But did we not think that that wasn't going to get greenlit? I mean, that was a really popular show for Disney. I was the just, success of Full House. Right, right. I mean, it things. was a no-brainer. But at the time that she left, it wasn't a done deal. I thought that it was... Well, I guess she was just kind of hedging her bets and kind of like, you know, like kind of forcing their hand. Like if she made the announcement... <laughs> oh, sure. Maybe they would have to kind of green light it. Well, it worked out in their favor. But you know what? They could have at least gotten a little bit more creative. It sounds basically just like Full House. Like, she's a divorcee. Her best friend, that redhead, is a divorcee. And they have kids. And they're all living together in one under one roof. Right. But one of them's psychic. Oh, right. One of them's psychic. Right. So it's different. I could swear Kimmy Gibbler's child is psychic on that fuller house show too yeah no she just does a lot of she just does a lot of tap dance routines that's what it is their psychic power is dancing with the stars routines mm-hmm. <laughs> right everyone gets a mambo number five have you have you checked um kayak recently and looked at any plane tickets <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'm all the united I, I ones was, are dirt cheap well, yeah. They are so cheap. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just going on a trip. You could take your chances climbing on a United plane. You go ahead and Listen, board that vessel. I'm getting on the plane. Okay. 
Okay, I don't know if you you'll off. stay there. There's no guarantee. There really is no guarantee. But no, wait a minute. No, listen. If the if if security comes to my chair and tells me to get up and go, I'm gone. That's I am it. too brown. I am too brown to try to sit there and protest and be the Rosa Parks right of uh, Economy Plus. Okay, that's not happening. <laughs> too brown. I know to where mess I know when to go with the FAA. I know when to leave. <laughs> That's not happening. But Dr. Dow was not having it. At all. Not one bit. I mean, he had patience to see. Now, I don't know if I can be a grown man and be dragged kicking and screaming off of plane off a plane. I can't be dragged kicking and screaming out of anything. No. I mean, I I mean, listen, here's the thing. All right. I by no means, let's all preface this right now. No one deserves to be treated like that at all, ever. No one, no one deserves to be right. handled like that. He had his all. nose broken. He lost two teeth. He was bleeding two out of his head. Two teeth are out, bleeding. Like he looks like he was concussed. We'll get to that in a second. But, um, you know, if, if, if a situation on a plane escalates to the point where like security's there, I think I'm just going to remove myself from that situation. But, you know, yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I am going to remove myself rather than be moved. And then I'm going to light up the boards. I'm lighting up Instagram. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm lighting I'm up Twitter. Your manager and his manager and her manager and the manager of managers. And I'm going to tweet about it. Exactly. I'm not leaving until Congress, I speak to Bob United. Right. Right. I'm like, actually, can you just book me a flight straight to headquarters in Houston? Because I've got some people to yell at. Yeah, but you're not going to drag me off of that plane, no. But no, you're not going to uh, bad boys me. You can't, no, I'm not going to do that. Because it's just so embarrassing. It's so humiliating. Even if they, like, the fact that they had to get there and escort him off, that would have been kind of like just a ridiculously embarrassing moment for myself. And the fact that he tried to run back on after okay, they took well, he, Okay, right. Sorry. Sorry to <laughs> after they took him off, he tried to do the 100-yard dash back down the runway. Uh, right. I don't know. But I, but I think at that point, he wasn't completely there. Because okay, he but was concussed the, and bleeding. Like I said, no one deserves to be treated like that. And I, I really don't think that like he was staying just you know based on, on the principle of being a paying customer and like putting customer service. No. I really think that he knew what was up. And, you know, he was already like you, you saw like the, the, the cell phone uh, video footage of it. And, you know, he was already on the phone with the lawyers. Like he had the cock and firm on dial. Like he was, he called the cock and firm. He called oh, Jacoby and Myers. Yeah, uh-huh. He called Salino and Barnes, Rizzoli and Isles, everyone. Like they he called said, like all fall out, lawyers. Go full baby, tantrum baby. Right. Disperse your weight across the floor. Let them physically remove you. Yeah. And like he had already done the math. Like Make there were sure no you get a figures. lot of white people he to record you on their cellular devices. Right. The more Come white... back onto the plane. Uh-huh. The more white gasps you get, the more zeros will be in your check. Exactly. And so. I think that, that that was basically the motivation there. Right. Um, so yeah, like when I first saw the story, it was like it was definitely like I was shocked, I was upset. But then I was more surprised by like this the the amount of outrage and how it just really lit up social media. Were you surprised? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, but like we said, this shouldn't happen to anybody, and the right. fact that it did 
is shocking and terrible. However, I don't think we saw this much outrage over any of like the Black Lives Matter tragedies that That's happened. What I'm, yeah, one. No, not at all. And it just seems like the the level of the difference that's there. And then if you compare that to a doctor getting thrown off of a plane where the police rough them up. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like young black men have been killed for complying. Right. <laughs> and right. not and 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 not breaking the law. So, you know, and and there's not that that same level of outrage and disgust and no one's cutting up their credit cards and 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 vowing not to, you know, uh pay their, you know, their state taxes or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Up. I think that was the that was my, that was like where I was really kind of frustrated about like just how the story mushroomed and hmm. took on this sort of like crazy life of its own. Well, here's what I think just prior to this whole incident is you're not getting me on a United flight anyway, because that's a shit airline. There's no room. It's crappy service. They don't give you good snacks. They still play VHS tapes, like the whole bit. It's like flying a bus. And we've talked about it before. Going to the airport, flying in the 21st century is not the magical journey that it's supposed to be. You know, these aren't the Pan Am days. People don't dress up. It's cattle call and everything's the worst. And maybe I'm the only one that thinks that, like, if you have a day where you need to go to the airport and fly somewhere... There are no guarantees that anything's going to get go right. Like, That's we've, right. We've all you stood in the line and waited for three days. We all get to our gates and have to wait, you know, three or four hours, and then our flights delayed for no reason. You st- there are those stories of people, those JetBlue stories, where you sit on the runway for you know two or three hours because of some delay. That like nothing is going to go right if your plane right. if your plane takes off on time and you get to where you're going in the time that you need to if you catch your connecting flight if your luggage doesn't get lost then count your blessings you are lucky <laughs> yeah you are rolling the dice so if i get on a plane and some you know an air marshal at that comes up to me and says hey you need to get off this plane i'm not asking any questions i'm going yep nope, not at all. Oh, this is about what i expected i'll you know i'm going home or i'm sitting in the uh, the lobby or whatever I'm it's like, yes, thank you. I'll take my $800 voucher and my hotel stay. Mm-hmm. Please, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. No Good problem night. here. And and if you're a doctor, like, I don't, I'm not a doctor. And I'm not trying to fly anywhere and then head straight to work from the airport to do anything. I can't be trusted oh to send an email after I get off Listen, of a cross-country flight. Even if I would have made it on that flight. If I would have like even like hit my head on the overhead compartment bin, I'm calling out sick. Exactly. I'm not going to work. Mm-mm. But he ran back onto that plane and he had to get there. Because I have patience to see. And you know what? Not saying that his he should have been treated again like this, you know, due to his past. But he's got he had some issues. But Checkers. I think it just sort of Checkered like past. reinforces the, the fact that he might have been scamming on that phone. Yeah, that might have been Joanne the scammer. That, but yes, right. He was like, "Welcome to my home." But we're not going to yeah. do the thing where we discredit the tragedy by bringing up his past discre- indiscretion. That's no way, not that at all. Is very much beside the point. Although it is kind of a humorous checkered past that he has. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we won't talk about it. No, we're not going. No, we're it's not, not gonna... our business. It's not the point. Nope. They shouldn't have beat nope. him up like that. But he should have got but off the plane. They shouldn't have done them like that, but I would have just I would I would have r- risen up mm-hmm. and rolled out anyway, <laughs> because that's what Easter is all about. Did you see any of the Easter egg roll today? No, I did not. 
No, you I didn't, didn't bother to look at that. Well, no. did you at least see the incomparable Melissa McCartney reprise her role as Sean Spicer in SNL? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I okay, did. well, we'll just I cut did. that out. Well, yeah. no, well, I no. Did. I think it's getting I a little. Did. I think it might be getting a little stale. It is. Get, yeah, I guess enough is enough. Enough is yeah. enough. I guess she's trying to do make it her Palin, right? But anyway. I guess so. It's just, it's so weird that SNL is outsourcing so much of their uh, impressions this season, like with Alec Baldwin on just about every episode doing Trump, and now she's going to yeah. be doing Sean Spicer. Like, uh, all right. But if guys. anything, I would I, I would want her to receive an Emmy over Alec Baldwin. I don't know. I think Alec Baldwin is now kind of like feeling himself a little bit too much with mm-hmm. this whole Trump Trump uh, impression, right? But, uh, yeah, I guess it's all getting a little bit kind of boring. Did you watch the rest of SNL or did you just watch the Spicer segment? Yeah, I watched, I think I watched all of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people dislike Jimmy Fallon. I yeah. like him. I think he is silly and goofy and funny. I like that he's giggly and that he would break in sketches when he was on SNL. And so when he comes back to host, he has this energy and excitement about it that's just very engaging and that yeah. even like the stupid sketches that come after like the second musical performance where it was mm-hmm. you know they were all part of the the union army and he was like this song needs a hook one two three it's the union cause for me never be the great job or the Oh, no, sorry. I, I added it. I felt like it needed a fat, catchy hook. People oh. can sing along with it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound that a couple times and giggled. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, but here's the thing, though. When Jimmy was on SNL, mm-hmm. he kind of had more of a reputation for being, like, the funny, sexy guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, when did he kind of morph into this kind of, like, silly, jovial, like, kid? I don't know. It happened, I guess, at some point in time during, um, you know, his like late night with Jimmy Fallon. But even when he started on that, he wasn't so like, Hey guys. <laughs> I think a lot of people, I don't know. I, I'm kind of over that stick. I don't know. He's a little bit too hokily dokily for me. Yeah. Right yeah. He's definitely turned that up a lot, especially since getting the tonight show. And I think it's just, yeah, it's such a, amazing. I guess he's just trying to be like wholesome and approachable. Exactly. But he does. I mean, listen, still watching him kind of walk around and run around with that old, zombie finger he's got still I still know. makes me really nervous I, he really queasy air cast on that when he's always looking. always always it's still not right because he do- <laughs> it's not right <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the harry potter wand it's crooked yeah <laughs> it's not right <laughs> what's he pointing scares to me. scares me it makes me nervous about wearing a ring oh it seriously. legitimately does Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Harry Styles was the musical guest this weekend. And as we all probably know, Harry has released his debut single as a solo artist. Have you listened to it? Let's listen. Have we not heard it? Let's listen. Okay. Let's listen. Stop your crying. It's a sign of the times. 
what? No, I don't really. I have like no opinions about this song at all. It just mm-hmm. seems very, just kind of like mediocre to me. And it makes me wonder whether or not, like, does he really deserve this kind of attention or notability right off of the bat? I mean, he's gone from one direction and now like you think he's like the second coming of Mick Jagger or, or Paul McCartney. You know what They're I mean? Definitely trying to make that comparison. The only opinion I have of Harry Styles. It's a premature for me. Yeah. The only opinion I have of Harry Styles right now is that I liked him with long hair when he looked like Debbie Mazar. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Just like you remember Sean White when he had long hair and he looked like Carly Simon. And he was the flying tomato. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just those yeah. were better times. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. He's cut it, you know, it's his, it's his, he cut off his power, his strength. But this, and it's um, boring, this new song sounds like, um, like a 90s era Duran Duran song. I think he's going for kind of a Bowie, Mick Jagger yeah. thing. It's just so snoozalicious. Yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. He's trying to model this kind of his career off of you know the 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 greats, but I don't think it, it doesn't necessarily. What makes people think that like or what I don't know? I guess these are, this is just like his management or like the 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 people at his label think that like yes, we will spin him into this since he's going solo and you know. He, but the, yeah, the song is just kind of like it's kind of boring. His vocals are just kind of like run of the mill like nothing he's not like giving me runs or you know giving no. me old blue eyed soul or nope. rock and roll nope he's not so doing I don't get any it. of that so i but don't the children that the children love him do they because i really I, so. I, I wonder if there is an appetite for this kind of music especially in his demographic because those one direction kids are looking for party at my parents house i guess they are yeah but he's trying to sort of segue into a more adult sound. This, though, doesn't really, you know, doesn't do it for me. I guess, if anything, I guess I'm Team Zane or whatever. He just came out with a new song, too. Did he? Yeah, he just came out with a new single a couple um, weeks ago called Still Got Time with Party Next Door. Yeah. And no matter what you say, oh yeah, that's my gonna take you places. And I know you want to see some faces, I guess I just I'm feeling Zane a little bit more than I am. I want Zane to be more um I want Zane to be more George Michael than he is. I want him to really pick up that mantle and run with it. Yeah. I just want my pop stars to put down their guitars. I want my pop stars to stop giving me singer song regularness, yeah. stop posing. Uh and just you know, bring it back to the dance floor. Bring it back to summertime. We are about to be in the season of summer jams, and it does not include your acoustic guitar performance. I'm sorry. I mean, I think Harry's trying to give me, you know, Sergeant Pepper. And I just want to beat. I want some pop. I mean, I think Zane is doing a better job at, at that. So Team Zane. Yeah, Team Zane, but um by and large, I'm not really checking for any of them. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? So yeah, what? Millennials. Cares. This is a damn millennials. Yeah. I, did yeah. you Goodness. listen to any One Direction? Did One Direction leave any sort of impression on you at all? Um, you know, I there was that one song. Oh, 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 is that one? 
every boy band. <laughs> that sounds so, right. With, with that said, no. Okay. I don't know. All right. No. Um, well, I will say we could segue fresh from um, Harry Styles to Lady Gaga because I've got the same criticism for her. I heard she performed at Coachella. She was at Coachella. Lady Gaga. Yeah, she was. And I don't know that I can get excited about Lady Gaga anymore. She's got a new song called The Cure. I just feel like at this point in my life and at this point in her life, I'm not interested in anything she has to do. Okay, well, let's listen to it. Maybe it'll clear up your sinuses. The Cure. Mm -hmm. Get it? Mm. (laughs) Damn it. We're not coming back after the song. (laughs) I'm coming back. It's like Dr. Dow. <laughs> Don't provide the damn song. I gotta go home. I gotta go home. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. right by your side. It's very uh, in line with what we're list- we're hearing now. It's got like a synthy kind of like '90s R&B drip drop pop thing happening. Yeah, but it, with that said, it reminds it me feels... of like '90s Euro pop. I get like a sure. strong current evasive bass running through there. Well, that's good. But you know, Lady Gaga brought us Ace of Bass. You know, seven years ago when she did it with Alejandro or you know Bad Romance. Right. So this just feels kind of stale for her like it's not it's not you know it's not um in any way it's not new it's not fresh it's like right in line with what's popular right now maybe even like a maybe a couple months behind but listen she has left the grand old opry she has hightailed it out of nashville i don't think we're going to get any more joanne and she's trying to you know usher us into a new era with this song yeah, I mean, she's back into the flavor profile I prefer for her. Like, sonically, this is more her lane than that damn, like, country-western honky-tonk, you know, country-time lemonade thing she was doing with that damn hat. Again, mm-hmm. I want my pop stars to put down their guitars and take me back to the dance floor. So, yes, mm-hmm. you know, she gets credit for taking a step back in the right direction, but she needs to catch up. Like, Well, she needs to push forward. Well, I think that might be asking too much of her right now. I know that she spent 10 years on the road with Tony Bennett, so she got into a time machine and she doesn't know what year it is. She she couldn't even put out something with a tropical Skittles beat like everyone else. Like, even that would have been on par with what's happening. Instead, like you said, she is like five years behind. Yeah. You know? But again, I think this is a step maybe in the right direction. Who knows? Yeah, but I'm not really checking for it. I mean, you know, I'm not checking. Yeah. Here's the thing. Right now, Katy Perry is more interesting to me. I've been spinning Chained to the Rhythm pretty... Have you been Chained to the Rhythm? I've been Chained to the Rhythm pretty constantly compared to these two. And I've never been... There's nothing interesting about Katy Perry. So if Katy Perry is more interesting Hmm. than Lady Gaga, then that is a problem for Lady Gaga. Yeah, because Katy Perry, that song's giving me like dentist office tease. You know what I mean? Like that's what's in the background of, you know, the waiting room. But Mm -hmm. all right. No, and I agree. Hmm. But... If I have to choose between the two, it's not the cure. You're going to go with her. Sure. Go You're going to go with her. Chain to the rhythm. 
Well, we could just get, why don't we just get into a time machine and go back to the nineties? At least, uh, uh, apparently, T. Boz and Chile are driving that uh, train too. Speak of the, they've come out now. They have come out now with their new latest single for their final album, and it's called Way Back. I guess T-Boz and Chili were being interviewed and they were basically saying that, you know, they're going to really stick to what they know is TLC and kind of stay on on message in terms of their style. And it's just going to have a, you know, kind of throwback old school feel to it. And yeah, I guess this is this is what we got. This yeah. is what we get. It's got a real throwback feel to it. Just I'm not mad at it. it. I mean, back. listen, I'll play it the next cookout. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know if I will. I'm going to be popping on ooh on the TLC tip. This is not going <laughs> into the TLC rotation. It is not. There are just too many good. They have ooh on the TLC tip. Crazy, sexy, cool, and fan mail are all solid albums. I will even give you a cut or two from Girl Talk, but sure, not this. No. Yeah. All Sorry. Right. I will so, say this though. T-Boss's voice still sounds great. They still sound great. You know absolutely. What, you know absolutely. what they should do? They should get into like voiceover work. Really? Yeah. Well, what would you have T Boz? I think T Boz and Chili should do like a cartoon. They should do huh. like a like somewhere between Powerpuff Girls and Steven Universe, and they should do something. Well, I was gonna say like something like the Gwen Stefani's doing because doesn't Gwen Stefani have like a uh, Love Angel Music Baby cartoon on Nickelodeon? That's a good idea. Does she? Yeah, I, I think mean so. that makes sense. That like voice that. of hers, that crazy baby doll cartoon voice. Right. Oh, my Rudolph's impression is so funny. <laughs> also, that new girl on SNL did an, a Gwen Stefani impression. That's right, during that uh, Family Feud uh, skit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. That would be kind of, that would be a fun cartoon. Somebody crowd, somebody go fund that. Yeah. Just like a black somebody girl magic. That. That's where they should be. That 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 way they don't have to mess around with Kickstarter trying to crowd crowdfund another album. Well, they did look like Powerpuff Girls in the No Scrubs video. You're absolutely right. See, I mean, there are solutions out there. You can you can fix your nose if it, if you say so. You can buy your hair if it won't grow. You can get animated. You can get animated. So your old age won't show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well crafted. <sighs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner's mad at Ellen. Oh, she's really mad at Ellen. She feels like Ellen is the one who led the charge against her. Boxed her out of the LGBTQ community. Kicked her out, banished her from the LGBT community. Yeah. This is dumb. <sighs> this, like, where do you I can't even call her. Okay. I get, like, I don't want to. There's just so much 
cognitive dissonance going on there. I mean, I think that like even yet, and so I mean, it's been what maybe two years since she's transitioned and she's come out publicly as being trans. That she's still kind of unraveling the thread. I mean, that's not excusing any of the things that she says and you know her positions by any means whatsoever. But when you live like sixty years as white male conservative Republican. It's not like those thoughts are just going to like be erased. It's not like they can just go ahead and put like, you know, you can't do surgery. She's not going to be lobotomized, you know? So I think that she just needs to take some time to sit down with her authentic self and her new truth and her real truth. Like a come to Jesus moment, you know? Yeah. By that same token though, part you know, 60 years as a as cisgendered white male, uh, wealthy Republican male. Um, yeah, that is a long time to be hardwired into a certain mindset. However, if you're telling me that Caitlyn Jenner is your true self and it didn't happen overnight, then you haven't been, you have at least had conflict internally about that over the past 30, 40, however many years. You've had time to yeah. reconcile some of these th- these thoughts and to sort of process arguments and your position. So to come out as Caitlyn Jenner to make the physical change and not the intellectual or emotional or cultural change or social change is not something I can excuse. And maybe yeah. part of it is his age and maybe we are misunderstanding him to us or her to a certain extent because you know generationally maybe she doesn't have the vocabulary to say the thing that she wants to say however mm-hmm. you can't point a finger at ellen champion of the lgbtq community and say that she's pulling your your comments out of context it's not like she chopped right. up her interview segment in the edit room and frankenstein that mess that came out of her mouth you did that all on your own right you said that on your very own yeah and, you know, there was, a, we talked about it, I think, that first season of um, Call Me Kate or I Am Kate or whatever her, her show was. I thought there was a lot of, val- like, educational value to that first season as someone who is transitioning late in life into this new sort of person, really, uh, and figuring out how to make that fit and to you come face-to-face with changes that were just abstractions before you they became real, you know? Um so, yeah, there's a certain amount of finding your footing and getting your legs and finding your voice that you have to allow for, sure. I grant you that latitude. But these are basic things that she should have had figured out. Like, you voted for Trump. You voted for Trump. Right. Did we take that out of context, too? <laughs> right. You said you wanted to be you know, Ted Cruz's gonna... trans ambassador, even though he's probably somewhere right now trying to keep you kicked off a Christian mingle for life. Like, it doesn't make right. sense. It doesn't make sense. It's a, again, though, like you, you, she's been conditioned, you know, with that type of privilege. I don't, I don't know. It's like at this point in time in her life, will we, will we see her putting in the work and really thinking about it and reflecting on it? I doubt it. And then even in, during that show, I think that she was just kind of going through the motions because ultimately, I don't know. Sometimes I question the the true motive there, but it's obvious that she wanted her time to shine in the spotlight and not Cam and Chris, you right. know? So mm, we'll see, but 
I'm not, yeah. I, I, I don't have, I don't have any, not like, I, I'm not like, I don't need her to be the champion of the LGBT community, but in terms of, you know, uh, feeling more co- included in the community, she's got a long road to travel. Yeah. And it's not that she's being excluded. It's she is putting a foot in her mouth and yeah. alienating herself. Yeah. yeah. That said, what's going on with Survivor? Do you still watch that show? I, well, you know what? I just started watching it again this season. I don't know what motivated me to kind of go back to Survivor, but it's classic reality TV, you know? So I was like, oh, I'll just I'll check it out. I mean, I I have not watched for probably 30 seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 37 season or something crazy like that. But I have been watching this season. But it was really interesting because last week during a tribal council, one of the contestants outed another contestant as being transgender. That's kind of shocking. Here, let's let's just go to the moment. There is deception here. Yeah. Deception on levels, Jeff, that these guys don't even understand. There's more. Continue. Why haven't you told anyone you're transgender? What I'm showing is a deception. But that's personal. It, that it has nothing to do with the game. It's not personal. You didn't have to do that. That is so wrong we for you on. to bring that up. I'm not using no. that as that anything negative. That has nothing to do with the game. That's personal. I'm not knocking him. That's not deception. You just... Yeah, that was that's so dirty. Contestant Jeff Varner basically is on the chopping block during this tribal council. And during that, he goes ahead and he ze- he, he zeeks. He outs <laughs> Zeke Smith as being transgender. And basically, well, basically, like I like listening to that clip, he was basically trying to say that because he wasn't forthright with his castmates on the show about being transgender, that is evidence of him being like a liar and deceitful. Oh, yeah. But it's like, That's hello. Like, like as soon as you, you jump onto the island, you're going to like come out to like people you've only known for like three days and tell them that you're transgender. Uh, no, no. And I'm just shocked that they actually aired this. This is crazy. I mean, I guess it was a very teachable moment because, you know, like the, the whole, like that whole moment was probably like a 15 minute conversation between the entire tribe and Jeff Probst. And it was like really, really tense. And like, but it was just like such a, it was so gross the way it like went down, but it ended up kind of getting resolved in a way. And like Zeke was really, I mean, kudos to him for not popping off. Cause I would have taken that torch and lit, lit Jeff <laughs> up. up, up. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Just gone. Off. Well, but uh, circle know, back he, to our conversation about United and about how like too Brown to mess around on a flight. It's something about, I can't, I hate to say that maybe being a transgendered person, you are somehow socialized to be more, um, to diffuse situations and to be more of an ambassador right. to help people understand, you, you know, something that they might be uncomfortable with. That is an, an unfair. Right. There's like a certain expectation yeah, of behavior. Unfair expectation yeah. to make other people comfortable with what is normal for you. But if that had been reversed, you know, to take a look at any of those gay rage, rage cases like Jenny Jones. I know that's back from like the 1990s. Sure. But even so, you know, you don't, straight people are, like, if they freak out because they see something that they don't understand, then, you know, we're all expected to go, oh, well, that's normal. But if 
he is a transgendered person mm-hmm. and step out stepped out of line, he would have set the whole cause back. Right, right. So it is interesting but, uh, though that um because I guess CBS actually approached him and asked him if he was comfortable with even airing that episode and airing, you know, mm-hmm. that everything that transpired. Right. And I and he was good with it and they work with Glad. And uh I think that, you know, it will it will, uh, you know, open a lot of people's minds out there. I mean, Survivor is like still like one of the most popular shows. So in that moment, I think that, you know, I guess hopefully there is some good that has come out of this and is given, you know, trans, the trans struggle more visibility and, you know, people who probably wouldn't even, don't even think about trans issues or trans people have, uh, you know, this has exposed them to, to uh, you know, especially their issues with just uh, not not with visibility, but with you know, um, well, just the, the the amount of prejudice and the and the 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 the, the bullshit that they deal with on a daily basis. So, yeah. uh, I will say this though: someone who has kind of like experience in the field and direct experience with having seen these contracts and what they look like for contestants who sign up for shows mm-hmm. like this, you sign it all away when you sign up to be on a show like this. So it was nice that CBS actually consulted that contestant to make sure he was okay with the episode. But the reality is it probably didn't matter. Like they didn't have to, they were right. to put that shit out there, whether he liked it or not. And I guess true. The, the true. guy who outed him got fired from his job. Yeah. He got, he just got fired from his job after the episode aired. And his employer was basically like, you know, he's caught up in a news story that we don't like and we don't want any part of it. So he doesn't work here anymore. They're like, you can actually put out your torch here too. Yeah, we, we voted you yeah. off this island as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sorry. If you're, if I'm that guy's employer, it, yeah, it's fucked up. You shouldn't have put that guy's business out there on, on you know, television like that. But mm-hmm. I'm not firing him because he outed a transgendered person on Survivor. I'm firing him when he comes to me and says, hey, I'm going to take a month off so I can go and be on Survivor. Right, exactly. Like, that's it. (laughs) You want to take 39 days off to go and play Lord of the Flies in the Tropics? Do you have 39 days of vacation? Because you are done here. As far as I'm concerned, this is your letter of resignation. See you on camera. I wouldn't be surprised if he took sick leave. (laughs) Something tells me I'm going to have 90 days of diarrhea. Diarrhea. You did lose weight, though. But you have a a really bad farmer's tan. Yeah, How'd that happen? Tan. Well, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's these stomach things. You just never know how they're right. going to present. They manifest in right. your body. I had a neti pot. And <laughs> it was a measles. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast for your chance to win a This Dummy prize package. Leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and email it to us at thisdummy at outlook.com, and you could be selected to win some official This Dummy swag. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time.